Hey there, financially savvy travelers, and welcome to another episode of the Thought Card Podcast. Today is going to be the start of a travel and wellness series that I co-hosted with Tangia Renee. Now, Tangia is the host of the Skin You're In podcast, and on her show, she talks about demystifying all things wellness, health, and fitness for women to love their bodies, prioritize their wellness, and finally feel incredible in their own skin. Tangia is a women's empowerment speaker, a certified personal trainer, and coach. In this episode, we're going to talk about travel and wellness, how to set intentions for your wellness on a trip, and ways to better manage your money. We're going to cover what to do on vacation to stay healthy, things to pack for your wellness, how not to go overboard, and should you work out on a trip. Now, before we dive into today's episode, I wanted to introduce you to Digit. Now, Digit is one of my favorite saving tools, and it's one of the tools that I use to help me save for travel. Now, here's some of the benefits of why you should use Digit. Digit helps you to automatically save your spare change. You can set an unlimited number of goals, including travel goals. You can also withdraw your money at any time, and there are no account minimums. So in terms of real-life example of how Digit has helped me, When I was planning my trip to Disney this summer, I used my Digit savings to pretty much pay for my accommodation. My entire accommodation was all paid through Digit, and it's because of all the spare change that Digit found for me. So if you are interested in signing up for Digit, I have a special promo for my listeners. You'll get $5 by starting today. Head over to podcast.thoughtcard.com forward slash digit. That's podcast.thoughtcard.com forward slash digit to get started saving with digit today. Now, without further ado, let's get into this chat with Tangier Renee about travel and wellness. Welcome to The Thought Card, a podcast about travel and money, where planning, saving, and creativity leads to affording travel, building wealth, and paying off debt. We are the Financially Savvy Travelers. In this conversation, we're going to be talking about really how to stay healthy while you're on vacation. So I think let's start talking about like food, because I know food is one of the areas that you can definitely get sick on the road if you're not eating the right foods. So how do you have any examples of when you've gotten sick while you're traveling abroad? Oh, yeah. I mean, I love street food. And so not only like I think street food is the most authentic food that you're going to get anywhere that you go, but it can be kind of sketch sometimes, you know, like you don't sometimes you're in a country where maybe the health code isn't as strict as where you're from or there's all kinds of other considerations. They just have different um, bacteria and organisms in their water and on the food, which is normal. All food has that. But if you're not used to that in your gut flora, it can re- you can have a reaction and just not feel good after that. And it doesn't necessarily mean there was something wrong with the food. A lot of times it's just that your gut flora is different than the flora that's where you're going. And so when they get together, it causes a reaction, which might result in explosive diarrhea. <laughs> what do you do about that? I have had all of those travel illness woes, all of them. Um, traveling has been always been a part of my life. I'm very grateful to say that I was raised, you know, traveling. 
food genuinely makes me happy. And I don't think there's anything wrong with that. (laughs) So uh, when I go someplace, one of the ways that I like to experience that place and that culture is through the food. And so I'm going to eat street food. I'm going to try different things. I do try to plan ahead and think, well, how am I supporting my wellness goals while I'm here? I don't, for me personally, I don't want to just throw all my goals out of the window. I am really work on being intentional in the lifestyle that I lead. And so my fitness, my health is very much a part of my lifestyle. So when I get to that location, I'm always thinking about like, what is the meal that I can have that is always supporting my health? What's the one meal that's easiest for me to feel good about? A lot of times the easiest thing for me is going to be breakfast. And so I will be very intentional about the kind of breakfast that I eat because that's I think it's the easiest meal to figure out for me personally, but I think everybody can think about what is the one thing that you can do throughout the whole day, even if you're going to splurge for the rest of the day, like what's the one meal you can have that just feels good in your body and supports your overall wellness? So when I have breakfast, wherever I'm traveling, I do my best to make sure it's like whole grains, like it might be oats, lean proteins, healthy fruits, that kind of thing. Something that's very similar to what I would eat anyway while I was at home. Like boiled eggs as well, toast, if you are into that. Mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. yep. Now, what about, like, I know depending on what kind of country you're traveling to, when you're eating street food, sometimes the vendors actually are touching money and also serving food at the same time, or they don't have gloves. Like, what's your take on that? So I try to, I just, I try my best to pay attention and see how are they handling the food. I, you know, in most places I travel now, I see street vendors using latex gloves. Uh, So I think it's, it's maybe not as as much of an issue now, but I think it's just about being aware. It's if you want to eat there, just stand there for a couple of minutes and see how the food is being handled. And if it looks like, you know, I feel like that's going to make me sick, trust your gut instincts and move on and find something else. Um, I think that goes a long way. It's just around having awareness and paying attention to how the food seems to be handled. Right. How about if you're traveling to like a place with high elevation and you're not used to the high elevation? Do you have any tips for that? Hydrate, hydrate, hydrate. Um, So I live in Denver. We're a mile high city in elevation. So a lot of people coming here from other places, especially sea level, struggle with the elevation at first. And just know that for some people, it's only going to be like a 24-hour period. For other people, it can take up to a week for your body to adjust to a much higher elevation. So if you're experiencing things like lethargy and headaches, that's the elevation. And the best thing you can do is just take it easy on those days that you're not feeling the best so that you don't actually work yourself into a place of being sick um, and hydrate. Those are great tips. And I would also add for hydration, like I think it really depends on destination because some destinations you can drip from the tap. For example, Iceland, the water there is really clean. It's amazing. No one drinks bottled water there because literally it's water being filtered in these lava caves for 40 years and it has packed nutrients and all the good stuff. So there you don't need to drink bottled water, but there are places that you really should be drinking bottled water. So I think doing your due diligence and knowing ahead of time is super helpful and just making sure that you don't kind of get cons because there's some places like 
I know in Zurich, you don't need to buy bottled water ever because there's like a thousand fountains, water fountains there. So I think doing a little research really helps in terms of the water. So another thing that I think I always forget to pack is like things for headaches or like cramps and like stomach issues. Like, do you have any recommendations on things that you could pack just in case if you do get a little sick or you have a headache? Like, what are your thoughts on that? Yeah, I mean, I think whatever you would use in your normal life, if you weren't feeling well, is, you know, just pack a couple in your luggage, just in case, like, I don't, I'm not one to take, but I will typically have like some Advil with me. And I like Advil because it's an anti-inflammatory. And since I'm so active, you know, I'm an athlete, I'm going to go run. I'm going to go work out on the beach. If I were to roll an ankle or something or, you know, have some kind of minor injury, I know that Advil is going to assist with that because it's going to relieve any pain that I'm experiencing, but it's also an anti-inflammatory and it's going to help treat um, if I'm if I'm having swelling in any area as well. So I'll, I will have an Advil with me. And, you know, if you're very dehydrated or very tired because you've been doing a lot, a headache is not going to be outside of the realm of possibility. Um, and for me, I try not to take even Advil. If, if my headache is manageable, I won't take anything for it. And I'll just hydrate and try to take it easier that day. But you know, I don't, just because that's what I do doesn't mean that you need to suffer. And if you have a headache and you're like, I need to do something about it, then take something for it for sure. Um, and I think if you're traveling to a place where you're worried about getting sick to your stomach, I just take the Pepto-Bismol tabs because it's, they're lightweight. They're not, you know, liquid is heavier. And I just take, you know, just a few tabs just in case. I very rarely have to use them, but they're great to have on hand, especially even if you're traveling with a group, like somebody else might not be feeling great. And you can just be like, here, take a couple of these pink things, chew on them. You'll be good in about an hour. Um, so for me, those are the only two things that I typically take. But I think if it's something that you use in the course of your regular life, just have it with you as a backup. And this also like segues to the conversation of working out. So do you think that people should work out while they're traveling or should they enjoy their life and take a rest? Like, what's your take on that? So first of all, I have to say, I think it's a very valid question, right? I think some people are even afraid to ask because, you know, if they know my background, then they're like, well, of course she works out. She's going to say yes, of course. But what if I don't want to work out? And again, I think it comes back to this theme that we've been hitting on the entire time. And it's what is the experience that you want to have? What's really important to you? For me, I have to move. I, you know, I, I love the beach and I love to sit on the beach and relax, but I can only do that for a couple of hours. But again, that's me. And I recognize that most people want to go on vacation and just do nothing. And that's okay. You get to decide that, right? Yeah, I, I think definitely this question is a valid question and it definitely depends. Like I think each person will have their own personal take on it. So for me personally, I do enjoy exercising, especially when I'm away. And I love to run because it allows me to see the city. So I see running not only as an exercise, but also a sightseeing activity. You can cover so much in a mile, in two, in three, in five miles. You can see so much of the city. So I personally like to run because that's a sightseeing way. And I like to do it in the morning because usually it's not that hot out yet. There are less people out and about. And just it allows me to kind of 
be, you know, in this meditative state, I would say. So I personally like to do that. But again, like when I went to Curacao, I had a five day trip. I ran four days and took a day break. And I said, you know what, I'm going to sleep in today and I'm going to make sure that I eat healthy and I don't overdo it. Because also when you're traveling and you're eating out all the time, there's a lot of fried food, there's a lot of drinking, you know, it's easy to just kind of derail and you come back home and you're like, I gained so much weight in five days. It's like unnatural, right? Um, So those are things I think to definitely keep keep in mind. And also if you are surrounded by people who don't have the same values as you, don't be afraid to go out and, and actually explore the city and work out and do what you have to do. I think people just like are like, my friends don't want to go with me, so I'm going to stay. And then you're going to shoot yourself in the foot because you didn't stay true to yourself. So always stay true to yourself. And even if that means going against the grain, do it for sure. Right. And I think this is especially an important conversation for women. It's a conversation I'm always having with my clients is, are you making empowered choices or are you doing things because either the crowd is doing them or because it's just easier to do nothing, right? When you're traveling with a group, yeah, it can be hard to get away because the group wants to do X, Y, and Z. And you're like, I would really feel better about today if I I walked for you know, three miles through the city or if I went to the gym and had a great workout or whatever the thing might be. And I would just say to you, like, it's your trip too. It's your time too. And the thing is, is that... When it comes to travel, like you can probably figure out how to go back to that place again if it's really important to you. But what you can't get back is the time. If you're there and it's important to you that you move, you go for a run, you go on a walking tour and nobody else wants to do it, you just need to do it. You need to be empowered about how you spend your time because you don't get that time back. You can make more money and go on another trip, but you don't get the time back. You're you're going to regret it and it's not really worth it in the long run, right? So do you, boo. That's what I always say. Do you. Yeah, I totally agree. Even with me, when I go on vacation with my boyfriend, like he just be like, I'm, I'm out, babe. Uh, and I'm in bed relaxing. Mm-hmm. You know? And it's okay. Like it's totally okay. And I think when you're traveling with other people, set expectations from the jump. Be like, hey, I'm going to be running in the mornings. I'm going to do my workout. I'm going to do yoga in the beach. I'll be back around nine. We can have breakfast when you wake up and, you know, we'll be good. I think setting expectations really helps make sure that everyone understands your boundaries and they can't get mad at you once you already, you know, declared what you were going to do. And also, I also like to tell people what I'm going to do and, you know, every day when in terms of my workout, because it keeps me accountable. When you wake up and you didn't go to the, you know, workout, they're like, oh, I thought you were going to work out today. And you're like, oh, that was right. So definitely, you know, I think it's important, like you said, to do you. And for me, in terms of knowing who I am, I know if I have a really big breakfast, more than likely I can have a light lunch or I could skip lunch altogether. And that means that I can go to a nice fancy restaurant for dinner. So I don't have to, I don't have to be in so much constraint because I knew that, you know, let's say I made a little bit of a sacrifice for lunch and I could actually go in on dinner. So I think that for me is a big one. When I went to Curacao, my recent trip, like I actually skipped lunch most days and I had like maybe a fruit or something really light. And then at dinner time, I made sure I had, you know, a really healthy, healthy dish and a really hearty dish. So, and I spent some money on it and I didn't feel bad about it. 
I always think like, how do I do things where I don't have to feel bad? Like that guilty, that guilty feeling or like, you know, I try, I want to do everything that I can to avoid that as much as possible. And in terms of like, when it comes to my budget, how do I know that I'm not going overboard? I would say it's, I would say it really depends because if you're the kind of traveler that you're using cash, let's say you're a cash traveler. So when you're going out and about, you could really look at, you know, what's your budget or how much cash you have every day. But if you're someone like me who's using their credit cards while they're abroad to earn the cash back, it's important to kind of do some check-ins. Like I regularly check my credit card app to make sure how my spending is going, you know, um, I, I I personally think I have like a good sense of of what I want to spend per day, but there are times that are, you know, I'm going to be spending a little bit more or a little bit less. So I just think keeping an eye on your spending is super important. And what I personally like to do is uh, post-trip debriefs, which we could talk about in the next episode. <laughs> I think that would be helpful to share. But like I said, not feeling too guilty about things and making sure when I make a decision, I took the time to make the best decision that I could at that time and try to have as less regrets as possible. Yeah, I mean, that's that's what I called empowered decisions, right? Like, how do you make empowered choices in any and all areas of your life? And I think once you see that you're able to make those empowered choices about how you travel, then you're better equipped to make those in you know, all of your financial choices or all of your wellness choices or all of your career choices, really thinking about how do I need to feel about this, right? How do I do this in a way that really serves me instead of leaves me in a place of feeling guilt or overwhelm? I think that makes all of the difference. And that's one of the ways that you really have an enjoyable trip wherever you're going. And also, really protect your wellness. Wellness is just isn't about like fitness. It isn't just about how much time you spend working out or those things. Wellness is really a whole body, whole life approach. Um, and so I think it's really important that you called that out. Yeah. Another thing I would say is like a lot of trips that I go on, I'm still kind of like working a little bit. Mm-hmm. Me <laughs> and, too. Always. Yeah, you know, so <laughs> Before I even leave the house, I have to think about what kind of trip is this? Is this a trip where I don't mind having my laptop and working? Or is this a trip where I leave my laptop and I just do me? And it's just like me and maybe my audiobooks and me relaxing. So that's a tough decision, but you have to make that ahead of time. Because what happens is if you want to have a relaxing trip without doing work and you bring your laptop, you're more likely going to start you know, having some scope creep, you're going to start doing work while you're trying to vacay and just be relaxing. So for me, it's always, okay, what kind of trip is this? Is this where I'm going to be working? If it is, I bring my laptop. And also I set my expectations with my friends and my family. I'm like, Hey, I will be working on this trip just so you know, or is this just where I'm just going to be relaxing and I don't bring my, my gear with me. That's, that's super, that's super, super important to know ahead of time and to let the people around you know as well. Right. Some of, there are some of us that are just built to do work. 
and it's it can be very relaxing. I'm one of these people that pe- that other people think are strange because working doesn't ne- normally feel like work to me. If it's something that I care about, it doesn't feel like work. And so I can easily take my laptop with me on vacation and spend an hour here or there doing some things. And I feel really great about that. And that's just the way that I'm built. And that's okay. It doesn't mean that I'm overwhelming myself in some way. Other people will see it as like, wow, you have a real problem disconnecting. But like you, I try to have some intentionality around how much am I going to like let myself go down the work hole while I'm here. And it's not because I feel like I have to. That makes me like a better person somehow. <laughs> um, it's because I, ge- I genuinely do uh, derive a lot of pleasure and even some relaxation from the work that I do. So I always have it with me. I think it's really about knowing yourself. And again, as somebody who has big appetites, I can sit in front of my laptop and I can just go, right? And I can look up and hours have passed and I've done a lot of work and I feel really good. But then I'm like, oh, I, you know, I, I went overboard with that today. And so although I am always going to travel with my laptop, it is helpful for me to say, okay, put some boundaries around it. I'm going to do, I'm going to work for an hour and it's going to be fine. And then I'll do that. Right. One thing that I do is if I'm traveling with a group in particular is um, I'm an introvert by nature. So I'm, I am going to need some time away from the group to feel renewed and restored. And so I will typically plan one solo day. I haven't had anybody not be cool with it. And the group goes and does what they want to do. And typically on my solo day is I will get up a little bit earlier than I normally would on vacation. I will work out. I'll go back to my room. I'll work for maybe an hour or two. And then I'll spend the rest of the day being by myself, (laughs) doing whatever I want to do. Usually I'm going to be walking around and just spontaneously exploring the area. And that makes me have, like, to me, that's just like such an incredible day. And it includes work, right? But it includes alone time. Um, it includes just me being on my own. And it, I always have incredible days on those days. I love that. I think solo days is really, really important. And setting expectations, letting your people know, that's awesome. And for me, I have a very similar experience when it comes to napping. I love my naps. It's- Especially when I'm traveling. So it's like, I like to do activities in the morning, early afternoon, some downtime, some nap time, maybe some screen time with your phone, you know, just scrolling. And then in the afternoon, we pick it back up with maybe a dinner or, or, you know, an event or something like that. So yeah, definitely knowing yourself, knowing what you need and, you know, making sure that you don't feel guilty about it. You know, that's, that's also important. So Absolutely. I think those are all really great things to think about in terms of how do you keep living your life and maintain your wellness while you're traveling. Alrighty. Although that's a wrap for this episode, 
Don't worry, Tanji will be back with us next time and we're gonna talk more about how to figure out typical travel costs, more of what to pack, and even how to find gyms nearby to your accommodation. Now, to connect with Tangia, head over to her website, tangiarene.com. She also is the host of the Skin You're In podcast, so go ahead and find it in your favorite podcast player and subscribe. And you can also connect with her on social media. On Facebook, she's at the Skin You're In podcast and Instagram, Skin You're In pod. I look forward to catching up with you guys next time. Bye.